Welcome to The Queer Bean, a podcast about the art and business and joy and struggles of creating a queer media empire. I'm Alicia. And I'm Christina. And each episode, we're going to dive into the process of creating awesome content for awesome queers. This week, we are talking about receiving feedback, but also why we are even trying to be in this business anyway because it's hard and it's expensive Mm. and failure (laughs) is highly likely so let's start with the easy stuff (laughs) (laughs) start with the easy stuff receiving feedback we received some feedback from the out in love pilot draft uh Mm -hmm. last week so the, we, we spoke about feedback previously, but at that time we'd only received feedback for one scene. Yeah, the scene I shot for the competition, uh, women making a scene, and that feedback was relatively brief. Um, it was from a panel of judges, and so there were kind of like bullet points. Um, and it was great, don't get me wrong, but this time around, um, Alicia reached out to her, uh, would you call them my advisory your, board yes your advisory board. <laughs> i prefer advisory board <laughs> makes you sound more official yes. and magical somehow yes. um and let me tell you um <laughs> she asked a series of questions which is great her. for feedback by the way if you're ever trying to get feedback ask questions otherwise people would just say i like it yeah no, that's a true story. <laughs> I've had many, <laughs> many a feedback be, um, it's good. No, yeah, no, I like it. I'd, re- yeah, I'd, I'd watch it, and I'm like, okay, wh- what part, <laughs> and, and what did you like? And they're like, oh, you know, all the stuff. <laughs> like, be, yeah, the more specific you can be with your questions, then you can. It'll make it easier later when you're trying to dissect everything. Um, but now. First and foremost, let me say, I was really, really nervous about this whole step in this process because, you know, I think it was draft, this is our tentative final draft, and it was draft, like... Six. Six, yes, draft six of this script. And in those six drafts, it, it was a roller coaster of emotion, let's just say, as writing usually is. And it got to a place where we felt good, but you know we didn't really know where to go from there. If uh, so, feedback seemed like the most likely um, path, and I was kind of nervous just because the only person who had read the script so far was Alicia, or you know, like my girlfriend who. I love her and she's great, but you know, she's gonna be positive and and not very specific. And if she doesn't like something, I don't really trust that she'd tell me. <laughs> Just because, you know, it's it's a couple's thing. It's kinda like you lead with the good and then you just kinda yeah, like you stop there. Yeah, and then you stop there. You stop while you're ahead. And you know, I love her for that. <laughs> but uh so this was gonna be the first time that I was receiving any notes from outsiders. Um, and we received paragraphs, um, I'd like to say, <laughs> paragraphs of notes. Very detailed notes. Which I, I'll say, you know, because in the spirit of honesty, since, you know, this podcast is hopefully 
meant to help other creators out there as well, um, I want you all to know that my first reaction, without even reading anything, was just like, I, I felt like I couldn't breathe. <laughs> I was just like very overwhelmed for a moment. I was just like, whoa, whoa, these are paragraphs. <laughs> paragraphs about my story. <laughs> Okay, <laughs> and I was actually in an Uber. Worst time to do this, too. I had just <laughs> gotten off work, um, a very long shift, and I'm in an Uber, and I'm, like, tired, and I start, like, scrolling through because my brain couldn't even start to really uh, pick apart these sentences yet. I was just kind of scanning, which I feel like is always what I do when I get any kind of news is I scan for bad, <laughs> for bad uh, sentences, it's the negative things first. I don't know why I'm like this, but usually I can't even fully read an email, uh, even if it's like a job acceptance letter or something. Like I'll just kind of like scan to make sure that the end isn't like. And by the way, we hate you <laughs> or anything, you know, because like everyone usually starts a message in a very nice way, and you, and so the end is important and. You, you gotta make sure that you're not tricked <laughs> into believing something else. But so I was scanning these paragraphs of feedback and I felt so overwhelmed. And um, I think I texted you right away a, a few things already like, well, I don't know. I feel like I'm gonna have to change a bunch of things. And I was kind of like drowning she was slowly. Freaking out. She was yeah. freaking out. It was like, <laughs> wow. This is a lot of paragraphs here. It's just a lot of text. <laughs> <laughs> it's just a lot of text. And yes. I knew that this was going to happen because, <laughs> I, you know, we've only known each other for a few months, but I knew that but this was going to happen. take that long to decipher the anxiety bomb that I am. <laughs> and uh, I'd actually had the feedback for a few days, and I'd been sitting on it. <laughs> I Which I did not know. <laughs> But that was smart. Because <laughs> I read it first, and I was like, mm, this is a lot. This is, like, really in-depth feedback, and some of it is positive, and some of it is less so. Stop it. And Sorry. that was Riley. That was Riley, my dog. A.K.A. Helen, right? <laughs> yes. Riley has two names. <laughs> um, so I'm like, this is going to be a lot for Christina to take in. And I was debating with myself, I was like, should I like cut it up a little bit should i give it like unvarnished like what is the path what is the path here and right then i don't even know what happened i don't if he was like i don't know was it saturday or something like that i was just like mm, i'm just gonna send a screenshot <laughs> <laughs> which was, is probably the worst thing i no, could have done it was great <laughs> i needed i needed that it was like just pull, rip off the band-aid yeah and to get all the anxiety out up front and, and move past it. Um, yeah. So that's what we did. <laughs> what was, What's funny about all of this is that um, when Alicia and I finally discussed the feedback uh, together, uh, wow, it was, <laughs> I, I'm still kind of in shock from it because so previously on Christina Pupo's life, I've never had <laughs> someone to go over things with uh, in a creative partnership kind of standpoint. Um, it's something I've always wanted, but I've never had someone like Alicia who I can bounce off like feedback or ideas or kind of decipher things. So it's always just been me and uh, 
all of my doubt <laughs> all together just little voices <laughs> talking to each other and being like this is the worst you have to change everything start from zero burn it to the ground <laughs> that is my gut reaction with so many things and i i didn't even know that until until i spoke to alicia about the feedback because what i realized is everything that i thought was so overwhelming when we went over it was really not it was she kind of dissected things in a way that made complete sense in the moment but it was so different from the way I read it it, it it's like night and day I don't Alicia how did you <laughs> learn to be this way um for those out there who want to be like you or you know I you have read, like a mentor program. <laughs> I read. I read a lot. Um, so what I've always read is the art to receiving feedback is understanding what the note is actually trying to say, because oftentimes you know the people who are giving you the feedback are not writers, right? They're yeah. the audience. Yeah. They're consumers, and so they're giving you feedback based off their off of their feelings. And it's your job to then understand how those feelings translate into action with how you're looking at the script. And so all of the feedback was actually, even though it came in paragraphs and paragraphs, it was all basically the same feedback Yeah. once we really got down to it. And people were saying the same thing in different ways because they were coming at it through their own experience. But at the end of the day, all of the feedback was basically one character doesn't pop enough. Yeah. That That's pretty much where all of the feedback led to. And so yeah. once you figured out that part, then you realize, oh, we don't have to change the whole script. Just have to work on this one piece of the script and yeah. the little bitty pieces around it to sort of elevate this one character and then it's like dominoes falling the rest of everything else that feels like it might not be working it wasn't working because of this one piece and that's right. you know i mean that's script writing right there when one part isn't working the it's best it sort of has um what like a like a halo effect on i'm sure yeah. that's the wrong term but it starts to a ripple effect thank you it has a ripple effect on the on the things surrounding it so if something's only 15 minutes yeah then any small thing seems way bigger than it yes is. but see my instinct would on my own would be okay so this isn't working let's just start from zero and rewrite the the, yeah rewrite (laughs) the entire script over again which is why I was overwhelmed because that's that's um you know something I'm noticing uh for me as a creator is always you know I I'm very good at big picture uh looking at a whole product but then when it comes to fixing a detail if I don't know exactly which I think this can be said for anyone maybe but you know if you don't know exactly what's wrong it makes it harder to fix it Mm -hmm. so yeah so my go-to when I'm not understanding what the feedback is uh because I haven't dissected it with someone else or just even on my own I'm not understanding what's being said to me so my brain is just busy instead of even really 
analyzing what's being said. I'm just already like, okay, back back to one. Here we go. Start again. It didn't hit. It didn't hit, guys. <laughs> Everyone back in places, you know, like it just becomes like this whole like, all right, no, they didn't like it. We, we need to just start again. New names. Yeah. New names. Let's um, make it line. in. It's in um, Hawaii now. Um, right. And, and I kid, but at the same time, this is actually very real um, because in a, years ago, especially in, with a lot of scripts that I've written, uh, I feel like a lot of the doubt and the second guessing of not having someone that you trust to kind of work with and give you feedback and work with you, it's just all me and my brain doesn't trust anything. so. There has there have been so many ideas that I've had that I completely 180 and like just change it because I'm like, well, this one thing someone didn't understand it or or sometimes without feedback, just on my own days later, just suddenly like, I don't know if anyone's going to like this. <laughs> Let's just change it all. Yeah. And I feel like this has been an important lesson in it doesn't all have to change. You can change one minor thing and it can shift the back of everything in a positive way. Right. And and I'm just enlightened, I gotta say. And also, all feedback, you don't have to take all of it, Ugh, right? So we, important. Like, there, there was some feedback, they were like, mm, no. And that's valid because you're the writer. Yeah. So you get to decide. You understand the story differently and better than someone else is going to understand the story. Right? So sometimes someone says, I don't like this. Mm -hmm. And then you as a writer, you're like, well, good. It's not meant for you to like it. Right. Like, I actually want you to be uncomfortable. I want you to feel um a kind of way about what you're reading right now and what you'll be seeing right now. Right. But as uh, someone who is giving the feedback, that's not how they're going to understand that. They're just going to say, I don't like this part. Yeah. Right. And that's why it's really important, like we said earlier, is just to take each note that you receive and try to figure out what they're actually saying. Look for the note underneath the note. Yeah. That is literally the advice I have heard from every single professional writer uh, imaginable. Not like they told me this personally, but you know, listening and listening to podcasts and stuff like that. Um, I wanna give a shout out, especially to the writers panel. If you're a writer out there, I highly recommend this podcast called The Writers Panel. It is a font of knowledge. Um, just listen to it and soak it all up and they focus primarily on television writers. So if that's your thing, yes. even if it's not your thing, I'd say listen to it anyway. You'll pick up a lot of tips. Yeah, I mean, honestly, when it comes to uh, the whole not all feedback is good feedback um, mm -hmm. or necessary to take, I mean, that's that's valid and, and very valuable to keep in mind um, because I feel like, yeah, you want to be open to everyone's opinions of something, but I, I, I think it comes down to also just like knowing your story Mm -hmm. knowing what it is that you're going for. Because uh, with this feedback too, there were times where we read something we're like, yeah, that's the reaction we want. And right. e even if they're like, yeah, so this is kind of weird because, you know, such and such and such. And it's like, yeah, it is. We're going for that misdirect, perfect. And 
And it's good to keep that in mind because even though I knew that too, I feel like, again, with the overwhelm hitting of reading a bunch of things and not knowing what to do with the information, I was just ready to be like, okay, well, these people who I've never met in my life, they know better. <laughs> you know? Like, I mean, they're, they're, they're giving me judgment, so I need to take all of it <laughs> and follow it blindly. I mean, it was such a... I mean, I I do want to say that my friends are very um, straightforward, like, and they don't, they don't hold punches. But that's good, though. Which is why I love getting feedback from them. However, because they're my friends, it's a different (laughs) experience when I receive feedback like that versus if you don't know them, it's just complete strangers and they're just coming at you, coming at you raw. Like, no, but I love, I mean, <laughs> I, I mean, I'm a glutton for punishment. I, I mean, no, but it was good. And I, I honestly, I appreciate that you're, that you have friends who took the time to read this and actually answer all these questions. That's pretty magical. Let's just put that out there already because again, my experience with getting feedback from friends or non-writers has been very much of like a, it was good. <laughs> or, oh, that's cool, keep it up. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Wait, come back. No. So it, the fact that they answered all those questions and in such detail, um, it made me excited actually though to, to see, awesome. especially even actually when there was something, it, it, there was kind of like a weird uh uh, morbid excitement of when they didn't like something and were very detailed about what they didn't like because it was almost <laughs> like like when a fan watches a show because there's times in a show where something happens and you're just mad at it and but for it to incite that reaction excites right. me because as a creator like that's what I want I want people to be reacting not to be passive while they right. watch this show I want them to be like wait why did that girl just oh <laughs> like you know right, like right, right, because right. I know that's what I do when I really when I like something when I don't care I it elicits no emotion from me I will just kind of be like okay all right, and then I'll change the channel or you know stop streaming it immediately if I don't feel like it's making me question anything or even feel anything. So all emotions, it, it doesn't always have to be positive emotions, you know? Like sometimes it's good to get a whole range of emotions about your story, so. Yeah, it's a valuable experience overall. I'd say get yourself an advisory board. Even if you don't have friends who will you know, necessarily take the time to fill out like, yeah. like 10 questions. Yeah, it was long. It was, it was a questionnaire. <laughs> it was definitely, and there was like no bonus or like cash prize, right. <laughs> just so that you guys know. <laughs> so, you know, find yourself some people who will give you some valuable feedback. And if it's not your friends, join um, like a writer's group or something. Yeah. There are plenty of places online that you can receive feedback from you know there are a lot of um meetups if you go to like meetup.com or download that that app i've joined a few writing groups that way and i find them um some are better than others so you might have to try a few out but i definitely recommend searching for some and giving them a try there's one that i'm a part of right now that unfortunately i don't have the time to go to as often as i'd like but i mean it's phenomenal you know you spend the first hour just writing oh man you can write about 
whatever you want. It doesn't have to be, you know, a script or a novel or whatever. If you just want to write about your feelings that day, this is write about your choice. And then after that, you know, whoever wants to share what they wrote gets to share what they wrote. And you can say if you want feedback or not. Oh, that's um, cute. And then, you know, so they if you request feedback, if you're brave and you request <laughs> feedback, uh, if you're brave and you read your things out loud in the first place, Oof, that's, yeah. that's a pretty big step right there. So That's stressful. People <laughs> give you, it is stressful. People will give you feedback. And then, you know, after that, they go around a circle and they talk about, you know, what, you, what you've been struggling with this week and what has worked out great for you this week. So it's just a really... Um, positive experience yeah that sounds like really supportive it is right. very supportive that's nice you know, writers are we're sensitive creatures oh my god yes <laughs> and yet all we like get are criticized you know? all the time <laughs> It's so funny because it's the same thing with actors, you know, and, and as an actor, it's, it's really sensitive, emotional people who have to be empathetic in order to take on these roles. And yet all we are is under scrutiny constantly and being critiqued um, and and being, you know, rejected all the yeah. time. <laughs> and it's I'm like the worst kind. When somebody likes something that I did. Oh my god, yeah. Do you find do you, is that you as well? Yeah, I mean, well, I think I've just uh, I always I'm prepared for the worst. It's like my little psychological out of like, okay, well, if I expect the worst and then it's good news, I'll be like happily surprised. But I'd rather be surprised by good news and expect bad than be surprised by bad news. So yeah. I feel like I go into every feedback session or anything in my life with like, a, oh, this is gonna be bad. I mean, yeah. I've had several meetings and different jobs where people have been like, see me in my office. I'm like, oh, I'm getting fired. And it's like a bonus <laughs> or a promotion. <laughs> and I'm just like, and I'm so seriously like waiting to get fired. <laughs> just like yeah. sitting there like, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah what is this about and just like skeptical the whole time and then suddenly surprised um but hey i mean you know we all have their process right we all have our ways but yeah when if if i request feedback or um you know someone's like oh you know i just i really like that actually i'm like oh I'm not a hack. Oh my God, what? that feeling, that feeling that you're not a hack is oh, wow. sublime. Like, when that happens. Imposter syndrome is real. It is. It really it's is. real because it doesn't matter how many times I write something or how many times someone might say, oh, actually, I do like this. I like this part in particular, whatever, whatever. I'm like, okay, so I actually... I am a writer. Yeah. Wow. Like, <laughs> oh my God, I know. And isn't, I it's don't. It's not all in my head. My gut, it's so horrible that we're like this to ourselves, but my gut when people are really excited who are strangers and they're like, oh my God, they'll come up to you. Like, you know, at Clexicon after our pitches and stuff like that, when it was, um, we did a pitch to production panel where everyone pitches their ideas. And anytime someone would come up to me and be like, I loved your idea, in my head, I'm like, yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> Thanks for being sweet, Doris. You know, it's like, it's always this, I'm, I'm, you know, I like, I appreciate it, but I never appreciate it from a standpoint of like, wow, that person likes my idea or my art. I always like think, oh, they're so nice to have, you know, try to encourage me <laughs> because I suck and they feel the need. Yeah, like, it's always such a, 
like, okay, you know, you don't have to say this. Please stop. <laughs> I'm, I'm, ah, it's the worst. I received this uh, feedback from some fanfic I wrote, uh, like, a, I don't know, a year, a couple of years ago. It's an unfinished story. Maybe one day it will be finished. finished. But, uh, <laughs> you know, people really liked it. Oh. And someone left me a comment on this story, and it was like this really in-depth comment about <laughs> how they enjoyed this, and they actually read it years ago and came back to read it again and so on and so forth. And then they went and found me on Tumblr and oh. direct messaged me on Tumblr because she was like, oh, I know sometimes, you know, people don't get the messages on on this Facebook site. So I just wanted to make sure that you got wow. it and that you knew she how wanted much I you love to this. Oh my God. I was like, wow. That's amazing. I you felt, have a fan. I was like, wow. <laughs> I'm not the worst. <laughs> <laughs> my God, you have a fan. That's amazing. You know, uh, you know. Sometimes people like what you do. Yeah. No, that's what uh, we're all hoping, right? <laughs> At the end of the to, day, <laughs> you have to just be able to accept it, right? When it, when it does happen. Yeah. So, so I think it begs the question: like, if as writers we're super insecure and we're mm-hmm. like, oh, people actually like this, and feedback is hard and everything is overwhelming <laughs> and why are we even putting ourselves through all right. of this emotional heaval in the first place because it's not easy and it's not cheap and oh, no. success is highly unlikely right yes so like yes. Why, why are you even doing this why are you here <laughs> well i um like to think that i have never had a choice <laughs> because from the from as long as I can remember I've I just always knew that this was this path of creating art no matter where it leads was going to be my life sentence if you will um I just there's nothing that thrills me the same way I mean yeah, making money's nice, um, but I wouldn't know what it's like anyway. <laughs> so you can't miss what you never had. No, but the creating the worlds, like telling stories. I feel like the more the older I get, the more I see that that's what I've been doing my whole life. I love to experience things so that I can tell people these stories uh, that I've been through or things I've heard and create and you know for the same reason I like to play characters I like to write them and write their emotions and just for this hope that other people can connect while watching these things and yeah and then like what? why do you do it if you're not even sure like what if no one's ever gonna see this I mean honestly like you say success rates they're not that high it's hard even nowadays with there being more streaming platforms and other ways to get your indie work out there, it's still not a sure thing that just because you make a story, other people will read it or get to see it. But I don't, I, I feel like what else? I mean, I'm really bad at math. No, okay. <laughs> I, no but I, I, I wouldn't do anything else because I feel like this is what I'm meant to be doing. Um, and 
I am pushing to put this stuff out there. And I feel like if you believe in something so strongly that you're willing to work a bunch of jobs that you hate just to pay your rent so you can have some time to get home and work on your drafts and then quickly hop on a podcast and then uh, maybe get some sleep, but probably not, and try to juggle all that every day. If, if you want something bad enough that you do that in spite of everything, then you need there's a reason you obviously are never going to stop doing it and I don't think I can stop can't stop won't stop yeah (laughs) (laughs) oh wow (laughs) yeah that's a lot I don't know how to follow can't stop won't stop um we'll stop possibly no (laughs) no I feel the same I mean I don't think there's anything outside of creating a story that first that that feeling in my chest that I get when I have a new idea nothing else on the planet gives me that particular feeling and I cannot believe that I have that feeling just because like it's yeah. just a thing right? that I have and yeah. you're not supposed to do anything ignore it it's, it's just, just heartburn it. you know it's, it's just, like yeah <laughs> I, I imagine that everyone doesn't feel that way about writing but everyone feels that way about something yeah hopefully and yeah. if you're lucky you've you, you've run into that feeling you've been able to recognize what it is and I have that feeling so I have to I have to pursue it I can't excuse me I can't not do it it's like cutting off you know a piece of myself or disconnecting myself from what really drives me from my passions I've been writing since I was um eight years old I think Mm -hmm. that's the that's my earliest memory of writing. I wrote a book of poetry and like oh my god, I used to write poems. (laughs) (laughs) Love this. I'm sure. I think I'm. I'm sure the poetry was fire. Uh, Yeah. No, it had to be. Had the song. I just remember it was about like stars or something. I don't know. Oh my god, I wrote songs too. (laughs) Love this. We would have gotten along. We probably would have been besties. (laughs) And so I've just I've been writing ever since, and I don't I don't want to stop. So it doesn't. You know, hopefully, people at large get to experience the stories that I tell. But even if they don't, I'm doing it for myself first and then I want to share it secondly you know so I don't know it's just it's just a part of me I can't imagine not doing it I love storytelling I love world building and when you get to do what you love it's such a cliche (laughs) no it's fine it's true though I will say this um you know, so we both worked today, and then I came home, and I've been working on like some social media stuff. And my friend was like, "Hey, uh, call me later," and I'm like, "Oh, can't. Uh, I'm working on these, like, you know, trying to create some images, and then I'm gonna do the podcast, and then I have to do this, and this, and this, and this, and this. So I can't call you maybe tomorrow." <laughs> right. And yeah. And she's like, "You know, uh, sounds like fun." And she meant that sincerely because she's an artist as well. And I'm like, yeah, it is fun. I 
I don't have enough time to do all the things that I want to do, but I love doing these other things, and I wish that I could do it part-time. Oh, Unfortunately, right. it doesn't pay my super expensive Seattle rent. Yes. Uh, so, yes. you know, for now, you still have to have a day job, but it makes the day job bearable, right? Oh, what yeah. What you say? Oh, yeah. No, I mean, the, my, my brain is always on the art. Mm-hmm. So I feel like the possibility of not doing this is just, I I can't factor it in because I would be doing it anyway. Right. And then not doing anything about it, which is just frustrating. Right. (laughs) Because I'm always, just like you are, like thinking of stories, thinking of the next thing. And I'll just be, you know, working and there's like a, a whole, I would say, a very small part of my brain is actually (laughs) on work while I'm there Um, everything else is on the art I'm just thinking of like story arcs things a character could say I'm watching people around me all the time for inspiration and dialogue I watch the way people uh, uh, flirt or connect and I'm like yeah that's cute that they do that I'm like Mm -hmm. I'm gonna work that into my character I'm like who the fuck (laughs) like why why am I like this see I have to be putting this to use because if not I'm just a weirdo who's creepily stalking (laughs) happy couples and watching right yeah I mean I spent my entire Sunday building a personal wiki for a story that that. I'm working on and I'm in the world building phase and isn't the researching fun though yes my favorite part I mean I texted you something that I'd found myself down a a, a research hole um, looking into <laughs> what was it the ancient art of sacred, art of sacred prostitution, prostitution. <laughs> I loved it I love that I got this text and I was like what What? Like, I was at I... work too <laughs> I think I even said out loud like sacred prostitution someone's like what, what? I'm like oh sorry <laughs> how did I get here yeah <laughs> right oh, I've and, been down I mean, that hole you know I'm working it into the story so yeah. I didn't intend to go down a sacred prostitution route but that's where I found myself and I found it so fascinating that I started just looking at other things around it and it's also inspiring yeah. and for me creating a world the world building aspect of writing is my favorite part of writing one it's the easiest part for me, um, so where some, whereas sometimes the writing feels like I'm actually drawing blood, <laughs> <laughs> and we love it <laughs> because you're just—it's uh, like how can I write a sentence that has never been written before? That's literally yeah. what you're trying to do. God, what when you put it that way, hasn't been written before? <laughs> I don't think it exists. I mean, it, it does, right? Because otherwise, we'd all just be plagiarizing, but. Right. But that's what you're asking of yourself as a writer. I'm I'm trying to create something that has not been seen before. And all I have to go off of is my brain and my heart in order Mm -hmm. to get this thing on the page. And sometimes it feels excruciating, (laughs) honestly, to do it. And I mean, it's like a pleasurable pain, right? But it's still so More on that next week. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the people who you read about and hear about who, they're like, I wrote 3,000 words, or I write a script a week, or 
Oh I my don't god! Understand How people. horrible is that script? <laughs> I mean, listen. No, I no, think, like some no, people are no super successful, and and yeah. you know they set these really intense goals for themselves daily, and they meet mm. them, and they're successful, and they make good work. But for me, that's just not how my process goes. Yeah, my process is slow <laughs> and excruciating, <laughs> and you know, thinking about mm, this word is not right. Like, right? I mean, you're birthing a child. Out? Exactly. <laughs> yeah, uh, exactly. it's gonna be painful and uh, draining, but right. it's good. But then you know, you hold it, and you're like, oh. Look oh, what is, I made. This is, this is so this perfect. Is oh my gosh. Yeah. This is kind of and it looks just like me. No. And then you but send yeah. it off into the world and you're like, actually, it's probably not great. Like, right. It's <laughs> not prepared go, for life. All of the, you go through all of the emotions oh. once you've uh, created this thing. So. Oh, yeah. It's, it's definitely a living thing, though. When you're writing, do you feel mm -hmm. what your characters feel as you're writing it? Um, yeah. Oh, yes. Sometimes so much so that afterwards I'm still in that mood and I have to remind myself that nothing has happened to me today. <laughs> no, I've been I've been in it where I've like written an argument or like an intense like kind of heartbreaking moment. And I carry it with me, almost like when you wake up from a nightmare and you still mm -hmm. like think it's real, and then you're yeah. like mad at someone. Um, but it's irrational. But you 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 felt it in your dreams, so it feels real. I feel like that every time I write, because I go, you know, like you go into your, you are your characters right. in that moment, and you're feeling everything. And afterwards, I'm just like, oh. <laughs> just kind of like still sad about it. it. Takes me into this other world. It 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 is kind of taxing yeah um i mean if you don't feel it how are how is the anyway, audience gonna yeah. feel it oh yeah that's that's what i think so if i'm not uh if i i wrote something um i don't know if i mentioned this to you i wrote something it must have been last year and it it is associated with the project that I'm world building for. And I think I spoke before about sometimes I just have to start the writing just to yeah. see what it feels like and and to see, see if, it holds if, it, up. if it holds up. Yeah. Um, and so I hadn't really dug too deeply into the world building and I, and I started to write it and I was doing it in a narrative form. So I wrote, I'd say 5,000 words or so. Completely forgot that I wrote it right completely forgot that I wrote it and so now I'm like really trying to build this wiki and I'm getting all of my world building questions together and stuff like that and I just randomly did a search on my computer for the title oh and this popped up I was like oh what is this holy shit and I read it and what was so fascinating was that I didn't remember it oh my god and so as I was reading it everything was new to me Right. Wow. Did you like it? I, it was so depressing. <laughs> like, uh, Been there. Absolutely. I was like, whoa, what was my headspace when I yeah. wrote this? And that's probably why I conveniently forgot, right, about forgot it, that it Walked existed. that away. Yeah. Because when I reread it, I was like, wow, this is dark. Like, yeah. what? I cannot. No one is going to read this or watch this. They're not going to get past the first few scenes of oh whatever this is now 
think it was well written, but yeah. <laughs> but what sure. was so interesting was going through the emotions as sort of a third party because right. I didn't actually you've never, remember. Yeah, you don't remember it, so it's like all new. <laughs> so <gasps> I was like, oh, this actually does hit. Like wow. I must have intended it to. <laughs> it was really, that's it was really so. That's kind of awesome, though. Yeah, like to be I, able to experience that. I, it will never see the light of day because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, yeah, no, scrapped it. No, um. totally scrapped it. Uh, what was great about reading it was like it's it's it takes place in the same world and the world that I'm building. I intend for many different types of stories to live there. Nice. So this particular one, however, I was like, oh no, like no one. If this were a no TV one needs show, to go there. <laughs> nobody's getting past the first scene. Like it's too. Oh my god. Like, how much? How much heartache can I put one character through? <laughs> Jeez. Oh my so, god. Yeah. Maybe maybe I'll send it to you and you can. Yeah, <laughs> I would love to read that and feel the pain. <laughs> and feel the pain. Save it for when you're you're, you're feeling like sad and you just need something to mirror it. Oh my god! Like have some catharsis or something like that. Yeah, I mean, I when I write, like, I I, I will cry if I'm mm-hmm. writing a scene where my character is tearing up. I will be tearing up during it. I will hear the words usually. When I do dialogue, I feel like I always am picturing it. And then sometimes I'm even saying it under my breath, which is awkward at coffee shops. But because um, I'm just like talking to my laptop and looking <laughs> off into the distance because the actor side of me has to act out this scene. Uh-huh. And so I'll just be like looking off and I'll just be like kind of like mouthing the words. And then every once in a while, like someone crosses my line of sight. I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm still in public. <laughs> like, wait a minute. <laughs> probably like is this girl staring at me with tears in her eyes but yeah I do get really oh really invested and 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 here's you know tagging back real quick to feedback that's why it's good to to share your work because I know sometimes you can be so invested or in a particular headspace like Mm -hmm. what Alicia just described so what's going on might not be so much what needs to be going on for those characters in that story, but more something you got to work through separately in the psychology department of your day. Because sometimes there have been things that I've later reread and been like, oh, okay, this was uh, thinly veiled and about something else and doesn't need to go there. We can pick out the gems in there, but some of it is just like, okay, you were just down a hole that day and you kept digging the hole and wallowing in there. So yeah, so feedback keeps you grounded too. Keeps you back to where the story is (laughs) because then you'll know when you get a note from someone that's like and what the hell is happening in this part (laughs) like like what was this can we we talk about you for a moment the feedback is just see me soon (laughs) it's like so hey how are you you and you're like wait no let's talk about the script it's like yeah no but we'll get to that how you been right when you know (laughs) yeah I do remember I wanted the character to go through like when we meet this character she's in a rough spot right and she has to be in a place how rough is it (laughs) yeah (laughs) for her to accept a pretty outrageous offer but right I I went too far into the roughness (laughs) yeah I've I've been there far so 
anyway, what's your? <laughs> so we, we we've spoken about how success is hard to come by in this field mm. that that we're in. What does success look like to you? So success is actually something that's really changed in my eyes uh, over the years. I mean, if you ask high school me, success was very specifically written about in an essay, and it was at 25, I would have a Porsche, um, my own movie studio, I don't know what I thought the world was, Uh, (laughs) right, I would be a famous actress and writer, director, all, you know, the triple threat, making movies. I would also have a music career at the same time, and I was going to live in a castle on a cliff in Maine. Not a castle. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. In Maine? I kid, yeah. On a cliff in Maine. Do they have castles in Maine? They do not until me. (laughs) (laughs) This was a prophecy, and I I wrote about it. I said in Maine, like this is America. (laughs) Are there castles in America? I know. The castle in Maine will be mine. Ha! No, but um, that was my whole... I, I just remember thinking about success in a very money kind of standpoint, mm-hmm. which, you know, being raised in America, and this is kind of like what they fill you with, is success is dollars. Um, and I remember uh, that actually put a lot of pressure on me in negative pressure Mm. uh, where I feel like even in film school and out of film school I had this every idea I had had to lead to something huge and right away and great and like it was just this pressure of like well if I I'm getting older and every birthday I'm like okay well I if I don't get a million dollar contracts as soon like you know I've failed and And then, you know, life continues to happen and you grow. And I remember getting to a point when I was living in New York where I I really just realized that I just wanted to make my art. That's it. It was just, I needed to in order to to breathe and live and feel something and be happy. I, I needed desperately to just create no matter what that means. And even if it meant that for the rest of my life, I'll not make a lot of money off of it. Um, I'll live in an apartment and, you know, just kind of never um, have like some kind of, I don't know, huge billboard or whatever it is that success meant at 18. Um, I just needed to do it because what would make me successful in my eyes now, and this is something I still agree with, is for me to actually be creating my art and living off of that. Mm-hmm. That is the dream. And, and that would be the best dream, to not have to divide my attention with like a side job for it. And, and, and now, it doesn't mean living off of it, again, it doesn't mean I have to be exorbitantly wealthy or anything like that just you know living a good life off of what I like to do I feel like that is success right there yeah that's awesome I <laughs> <You're> like <laughs> you know because I'm actually I'm thinking like when I was a kid just because you started with how success has changed for you over the years yeah. And what you thought it would look like as a kid. And that got me thinking, like, well, what did I think success would look like as a kid? And I actually, 
don't know or cannot (laughs) remember or I don't think I had any sort of definitive idea of what success looked like other than I would be it. Right? Like, and that's like, I would just be (laughs) a healthy self esteem. (laughs) I mean, I just felt like, well, I'll be successful and I'll be good at like stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Love it. Whatever, whatever that thing is, I'm going to be good at it. I'm going to rock it and so on and so forth. Um, So, but now I feel like. I don't know. This is a tough question for me. I don't even. I don't know why I asked it because I wasn't prepared to answer it. <laughs> I know. That's why you asked it. You're like, holy I shit. Like, I need to work on some things. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but I, I feel like success for me means that my spirit and my vocation are aligned. Nice. You know, and I want to be, like you said, you want to be able to make a living off of what it is you love to do. Yeah. And that's that's the goal for me. But above that, I actually do want to make a lot of money. <laughs> like, I, I want to This be... is why I need you, Alicia. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody needs to think of the money. <laughs> I, I want to make buckets and buckets of money. Um, buckets, I love the buckets. <laughs> because, yeah, you know, I, I, I want to live a comfortable life and I want my family to live a, a comfortable oh, yeah. life and my friends and so on and so forth. You know, I want to take everybody with me. Same. But, but also, I want to be in a place where I have enough... Um, money and enough power to be able to reach my hand back and bring strangers along with me as well and I feel like that's what success looks like to me not just am I successful but how many other people can I help be successful as well and that's sort of that's how I would like to measure my success when it's all said and done and for this field in particular it requires a lot in order to in order to do that it it requires a lot it requires a lot of time it requires a lot of money and it requires a lot of power and historically you know as women of color and even more specifically as queer women of color you know we've got all the time in the world but we haven't historically been allowed to have the money and the power Oh yeah, and so I want to be in that space where I can I can be like I said before I don't want to be invited to anyone's table but I want to build my own house and have my own table and yeah. invite people to come share in the bounty if you will yeah you know Jesus so. for someone who didn't have an answer a second ago <laughs> you sure you sure thought of that pretty quickly I mean Jesus and for presidential candidate Alicia <laughs> like like that like, I feel like you're about to announce your candidacy at the end of this and I'm ready I, I'm ready I've got buttons getting made yeah hey, let's do this here I come. let's do it I mean Shit. I didn't know that that's what I was gonna say before I started speaking. But. <laughs> well, that that was beautiful. 
But <laughs> I think, I don't know, I think that's, that's kind of what most people, I would hope anyway, that that's what, like no one just wants to be successful in, in, a, in a vacuum. Yeah. And that's gotta be hella boring, like. Uh, oh yeah, what's the point? <laughs> what is the what? point? Like I always say, I don't wanna be rich by myself. Yeah, you know, it's lonely. <laughs> it's, it's lonely. It's lonely. Build the empire. The I don't want a lonely yeah. empire. That shall be the name of my production company. <laughs> I love it. Look at the gems we come up with on this podcast. The lonely Shoot. empire. Let me let me Google that and see if. Damn it! Yeah. Like, I'll have to like. <laughs> I, I, I should have said Blast. it on this podcast. I know. <laughs> Meanwhile, back at the copyright office. No. I'll go and copyright it as soon as we uh, as soon as I yeah. hit stop here. Yeah. And make sure I get it before we publish. But, yeah, I don't know. I think it's such a privilege to be creative and. Yeah. I, I mean, one, I want to say that I think every everyone is creative. It just expresses itself differently, and, yeah. you know, depending on what your vocation is. But I just feel really blessed that my creativity um, manifests itself the way that it does and that hopefully whatever whatever I can create in the future can have an impact on any anyone really yeah. the way that art has impacted my life so i don't know that's success yeah i'm sold <laughs> <laughs> should we leave it there i feel like that's a i think that's the most oprah note we can leave it yeah. on <laughs> hey. I, mean, hey. I love me some oprah <laughs> yeah i mean come on who, who doesn't who doesn't right. love some oprah so yeah so in conclusion um I'm gonna be Oprah. Yeah, and so did Alicia. <laughs> in, in this coming election. Alicia oh. Winfrey. Uh. <laughs> that sounds like it's your stage name. <laughs> I don't like it. And more on that next week. Alicia <laughs> Winfrey. It doesn't have the ring that I'd like. Uh. Yeah. All right, we'll work can, on it. Where can everybody find you? Um, you can find me at Christina Pupo, and that's Christina with a K, and Pupo is P U P O. Um, and that's on uh, Instagram, Twitter, anywhere you're looking. Um, how about you, Alicia? <laughs> and you can find me at Alicia the Great. That's E-L-I-S-H-I-A. That's anywhere you want to look. That's also the name of the website and where this podcast lives. If you haven't done so already, please subscribe wherever it is yes. you listen to podcasts. You know, leave us a review. Tell us you love us. All those things. We'll love you back forever. We want to thank you guys for listening and we'll see you next week. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys.